Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, let's kick off another week of the Lake Show. Right here on the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830 WCCO, Henry Lake, Christopher Tubbs, until 9 p.m. this evening. Happy to have you all on board. Plenty of things that we will dive into as we often do each and every night between 6 and 9. Three hours is a lengthy enough program to where you can get a lot of things in. Okay, and that's what we enjoy about this. And we enjoy the diversity of topics, both sports, um, non-sports items, and pop culture items. And I wanted to start the show tonight with a non-sports item that revolves around um, a conversation about a research study in a poll um, about women. Okay, And, and, and I definitely want to get the, the reaction and the, uh, the thoughts from the women out there in the listening audience here on uh, the opening segment of The Lake Show. And it has to do with this, in my opinion, ridiculous notion that women essentially are afraid to take risks versus men. And on the surface, when I hear that, it comes across weird. But then when I dig into what studyfinds.org is talking about, I disagree with it even more. Okay, and I disagree with the premise of it because I think that the premise of them saying that women take fewer fewer risks because they think about losing more than men excludes a big part of the conversation. Okay, so in this study, they talk about one difference between men and women that's been documented by economists, um, psychologists. Uh, biologists is that women are tend or women tend to be more cautious and take fewer risk. Um, evidence has been gathered about how this evidence uh, or the difference affects women's lives with particular um, uh, scrutiny with regards to careers and earnings, which that's a key point, and I'm glad that that was noted. They say, for instance, men are more likely than women to start a business or invest in the stock market. Okay, which I don't think that those two particular things, okay, th- that may be true. I think it's much deeper than that, and I wouldn't view that as just the end all be all of talking about starting a business or trying to be financially um, stable. But I'll continue. It says my research suggests that the reason women are less willing to take risks than men is because they are more sensitive to the pain of any resulting loss. And I fundamentally disagree with that. And I say that with the utmost respect for the women entrepreneurs that are out there in the world and to all women in the workplace. Do I sit here and think for one second that a woman with all the things that women have to deal with in society is going to be more sensitive to the pain or loss uh, or the, the, the pain 
of any resulting loss? Yes, maybe, but I don't think it's definitive. And it doesn't factor into me more so with regards to the risk-taking. I think that women um, take a ton of risk, and, and specifically, okay, specifically I think that one of the main things that this study and this poll does not factor in necessarily is a big deal, and that's sexism. Sexism still exists in our society, in our world, and it should never be ignored from this conversation. Women dream just as big as men, in my opinion. I remember growing up in my household, my mother, oh, she was a big deal. Women are more so, to me, ready to challenge the status quo. They are. Because they know that typically in society, men are afforded opportunities that many women don't get. But I think that there's one other thing that should be factored into this conversation. And people can chime in if they'd like on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line at 651-461-9226. Women also have that big responsibility, Chris, of being mothers. And they factor that into their decisions. And so I don't think that it's necessarily that women are just too sensitive to take the risk. There's other things that women have to do on a day-to-day that men typically don't have to deal with. Men don't have to deal with the sexism the same way that women have to deal with it. And by the way, I'd love to have a kid one day. You know what I won't be doing? I won't be breastfeeding. So that I just there's a lot more to it. So for them to in the article and in the study kind of paint the picture in that way, I believe that there. Look, I've met many women that are risk takers, that are entrepreneurs, that have started up small businesses. Quite frankly, things that I do outside of the confines of Odyssey and WCCO Radio are headlined by women Mm -hmm. that are actually the owners of said business. I will make the case, and I will. I do agree that there are times where you know sexism and gender bias comes into play with things, and you know women do have to work harder than men to get to certain spots. Absolutely, historically it has been that way, and unfortunately it's always going to be that way. Is it fair? No, it's not fair, but that's just the reality of the situation. I will say that I feel like. At times, and this goes against the stereotype that we that we have, and this is just my experience. I could be I could be wrong, but I feel like those women entrepreneurs, the ones that look at the big picture, I feel like they at times can make more rational decisions than men. And I know that it completely goes against the, oh, emotional, fragile women. But if you look at, like, some of the businesses like you're talking about, like, those women, I feel like, make better decisions than men do at times. I, I feel like, you know, men at times get emotional, and we all do, but I feel like there are times where men can make more drastic, permanent decisions. Mm-hmm. Like working angry. I know there was a, a study about, you know, you working angry. You can be more productive when you're, you know, when you're emotionally charged. I feel like that hampers men more 
when it's that intense and it does women. Yep. Hey, uh, the text line, 651-461-9226, system to 651. It says, are you saying the methodology is wrong, the science? Have you done your own research? What method, what results? Or are you just talking out of your butt? Well, with all due respect to you, and, and feel free to call in if you'd like to as well. I have an issue with the method on how they went about it and how it was all approached. It says, okay, according to data that they tracked over 13,000 men and women, um, primarily from the U.K. For, over, for almost two decades, and they looked at how they approached risky choices, okay? They state, I found that on the whole, women focused more on the possibility of financial loss and anticipated experiencing more pain from those loss, losses. They therefore took fewer risk. The data I measured how participants viewed their financial future as well as their reactions to changes in household income. So, like, for instance, they looked at investing in the stock market, okay? I think that in 2023, if you're trying to do the data and the math and you're trying to come up with the method of why you believe that women are more afraid to be risk takers and it's built around the stock market – you might want to go to other different. That's just not. That's just not feasible. No, it's that's not. not reality. That that's cherry picking what yes, area that's you cherry want. Picking a one or two specific angles. Yeah, I, I mean historically, of course, when you go back to the eighties and you see the, you know, everybody's on, you know, Wall Street, you know, buy, sell, bulls, bears, all that. Like everything is centered around men. It, I mean, that's that's the perception that we have. But yeah, to you know, just because you say that women don't want to take the risk in, in that area, okay. But yeah, d- don't just look at one specific area. You got to look at everything as a whole. So yeah, I, I do feel it is a little bit skewed, like you were saying. It is. It's, it's absolutely skewed. And let me get to another part. And they touch on even something that I just brought up. Um, so the text, the texter can 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 listen to this. These differences in attitude to risk could partly explain why women are less likely to be uh, entrepreneurs and are underrepresented in highly paid jobs in upper management positions. For while sexual discrimination plays a role, and I actually think with all due respect to the study, I think they're downplaying it a bit because they even mentioned here in maintaining the glass ceiling, right? Because mm-hmm. nobody wants the you know that glass ce- ceiling. It's also true that if you really want to make the big time financially you're going to uh, need to take on some risk. And I agree with that last part. Like everybody's got to be willing to roll you gotta the take, dice. You got to take a chance. It's just how, how much of a chance do you want to take though, you know? And, but it's not only that. There are some people out there that just won't want to necessarily invest in a woman, uh, uh, a woman venture. Mm-hmm. You know, like like there are other things at play here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, No, there, there, there are. There are. But I guess when you, you know, when you're talking about risks, you know, let's say, you know, y- you've got to you've got to invest, you know, five hundred thousand dollars capital of your own money or, you know, twenty five thousand. Do you feel like there's a difference between men and women and how much they would be willing to to invest of their own money? Do you yep. feel like men are willing to invest more or women? I, I mean, I feel like that would kind of be more of a fair playing field mm-hmm. than, you know, picking out some random stock market. And to me, you know, when I think about it, it may be a little bit and let me be honest here. OK, and let me factor this in. OK, maybe a little bit of it is 
personal bias that I have just in terms of my life's experience in knowing the women that I deal with and that I do business with are strong women. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do want to factor that in. The the marketing and branding company that I deal with um, and everything, it, it, it's, it's founded by a woman, uh, a really good family that I'm so close friends with, the Bastions. You ever heard of Angie's Kettle Corn? Yeah. The real Angie. Yeah. Phenomenal entrepreneur with everything that she's done. So I just think that they should expand it and broaden it out a little bit. To, to, to have it, I think it's a little bit too narrow, okay? Yeah. Do I think that there are a few things here that they touch on that I could see the point? Yeah, but I think it's too narrow to look at just the stock market in just one or two things. I, it, it almost seems like you're not really willing to do the work. It's like, okay, we're going to have this study, and we're going to have this predetermined outcome, and this is where we're going to go with it. This is what we're going to do to justify. And we've seen that all the time. Like, okay, we're going to put this out there. In fact, knowing what you want the result to be. So, of course, you're going to skew all your data that way. It's just, yeah. I I do think that there are, I mean, I don't know that, I guess I'm just, I'll come across a comment, you know, like communications, like, you know, uh, marketing, like, you know, um, public relations. Like you said, there are so many roles where you look where women are like, you know, the the head of the table. Mm -hmm. And it's like. Dude, they are badass. Like, they are fantastic at their job. I trust a woman in a lot of positions just as much, maybe even more so than I trust a man. Oh, I definitely do. Yeah, I, I just do. Think, I, think that, I think that the study should be expanded and broadened out a lot more. A 651-461-9226. Hey, coming up next, oh, I got to tell you something today, Chris. I went to Costco. I had to make a Costco run. Uh, talk to me. There was something that I saw. I was offended by it. Uh-oh. I'll tell you what that is. We're coming up next here on The Lake Show. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, I got to be honest with you, Chris. I was a little, I was exaggerating a bit, okay? Not that I was really offended. I used the word offended, but not really offended. But I was surprised when I was in Costco earlier today. Are you a snowflake? Are you triggered I, by something? I was, a bit, I was a bit of a snowflake today. I ain't going to okay, lie. Okay. I was triggered by something. All right. I know that since the pandemic, and we've talked about inflation, 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 all this stuff, whatever, right? That the cost of things have went up. And I have stated this, and I stand by this. The reason why some of the prices in society are as high as they are um, with some of the stuff that we're buying and, and, you know, and getting nowadays is because companies are just gouging us. And, 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 I, and I sincerely believe that. Like, yes, they are. Some of the stuff just doesn't make good sense at all. But I know that over time, prices go up. It's so funny because me and my sister had a conversation last week, and I think, like, the price for, like, Hulu Live has went up, like, three times in the last year. It's, it's like, what are we doing? 
Netflix, every, everything's going everything's up. going up, and it's like half the time you don't even know it because it just kind of goes under the radar. I see my notices. Yeah, <laughs> I'm paying attention. Oh, so well, you, you and I are not the same. But it's the little things. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not getting that. I'm not getting that Chris Tubbs money. If I'm getting that Chris Tubbs money. Then yeah, I'm not worried about it. It's just like oh, I see me the bill. Dude, I buy own, I buy my own Clorox wipes for the studio. That's my money. Hey, listen. <laughs> and I know that and, and I know that people are like, what, you're complaining about this? No, I'm just noting this. Okay. And I think that this is a prime example of this just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So are you a Costco guy? Uh, no, no. I am Sam's a, Club. I'm a Sam's Club. All right. Yeah. So there are certain things that you go and get at Sam's Club, right, that are snacks that you enjoy. Yeah. One of the things that I like to get from Costco is their bag of pistachios. Ooh, the, the pistachios. In, the in-the-shell yep. Kirkland Signature pistachios, right? Lightly salted. Yeah. Love them. Yep. Right? Good for you, too. Roasted and salted. It Just awesome. I would venture to guess that because I know what it was earlier this year, but I'm not sure what it was a year ago or a little bit over a year ago. But their three-pound bag was, and I'm talking about not too long ago, like recently, was like $13.99. So $13.99. Okay. For a three-pound bag? I mean, I get that. That's okay. We get it, right? Yeah. Here I am walking, skipping across in Costco, whatever. You're going to go get your nuts at Costco. Grabbing whatever I got to yeah, go get. Yeah, I see you. Guess what the price was today? Not $13.99. I'm going to go $18.99. $17.99. Oh, Mr. How does it jump up $4 in that short amount of time? That's nuts. I think I think people, I think, I think certain companies, they do stuff because they know that they can just do it. Like we're we're raising the price, you deal with it. Yeah, I mean it's it's supply and demand. It's supply and demand because I feel like pistachios have always been one part of the the nut family that have always been on the higher scale. Like they are. I mean, you, they're you a know, high value nut. They, they are, and, and I mean, you know, sunflower seeds and walnuts and cashews and almonds. You know, those are like, I, I mean, those are kind of you know they're they're good for baking too. Like pistachios are more of like the independent snacking nut. Yes. But I do feel like, I mean, for years, they always seem like they're the most expensive. And, I mean, yeah, they, they look at it and it's like, well, I mean, you're not, not going to buy them, right? But, but once you get to a certain point, don't you start to price out people that are your consumers that are always there? Like if I'm living at Costco, and what I mean by living there is there a lot. Because it's really the only place in the metro I get um, gas from. Okay. Do you think that I'm going to continue to spend that much money on pistachios and things like that? Because let's be honest. How often do you buy them, though? That's the, How often do you buy that three-pound bag? I probably would buy one once every week and a half. Okay. Because to me, it, it kind of just boils down. Do you want more people buying at a lower price point, or do you want less people that's buying my point. at a higher price? So, that's that's I mean, my point. This is the thing. Today I saw them. Mm-hmm. I was discouraged by seventeen ninety nine. I just got to be honest with you. No, I didn't get them. You didn't get them. I didn't get them. I okay. said I was discouraged. I was. I was like. 
I, I feel like I was getting taken advantage of. You were the mopey guy in Costco. Everybody's happy in Costco except for you because you couldn't get your nuts. I was like, mm. I'm not mm. going to do it. I felt like I was on the verge of being taken advantage of. So I walked out with my, my pineapple and yeah. my, my uh, um, whatever the, the healthy, I, I guess you could say healthy, as healthy as chicken nuggets can be. Mm-hmm. But, but there's these, Were they you, vegan chicken nuggets? Or were they're they the ones you chicken? put in the deep fryer. Oh, okay. Oh, they're not deep fryer. The air fryer. The air fryer. The okay. air fryer. Yeah. And boom. Voila. Okay. They're right there. All right. So you walked don't out t- of t- Don't tell me you're not that guy, though, that over the – since the pandemic and all of this stuff, that you haven't looked at something, seen a dramatically higher price, and had second thoughts. Oh, absolutely. I, I think ours is, is probably the beef jerky. Because for us, like, we like the beef jerky because it's filling it, – it's, it's kind of like along the nuts, right? It's like a high-protein – but yeah, like, there are some of these that just continues to get more and more expensive. You know, a pound for, you said like thirteen ninety nine. It's like, is it is it really? See, I'm one of these people that when I go in, I now am looking at like, what are the ounces and what is the price, and I'm doing the math in my head. Okay, if this is you know fourteen ninety nine for a pound, or you know this is you know sixteen forty nine for a pound, and like in my head, I'm trying to do all of that to figure out what is like. The one or two cent savings, and that's the direction that I go. And it sounds really I, – I mean, it sounds like I'm really frugal, but I'm not. But I just try and make the best buying decisions. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there are, hey, there are some that are going to be high price that are always going to be high price. And I think that's – pistachios, I mean, do you have a backup? Like, No. Y- you don't have, So you're a pistachio or bust? No, 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 no. I eat, uh, uh, there's other stuff. Yeah, okay. there's, there's cashews, there's almonds, whatever. Okay. But I'm just saying, like that. That's one from the tree, from the family, and it's like kind of off limits, right? I, now. Pistachios are good, you know. You know, if I if I had made some money during the Breeders' Cup, then I I clearly would have bought the bag. Man, but, see, I mean, do we need to start a GoFundMe for you know, like yeah, you Henry, Henry's pistachio fund? Yeah, you might. Okay, you might. Need I'll that. get right on that. All right, coming up next, let's talk some gopher football. I know that I know I know everybody wants to talk about Josh Dobbs and the Minnesota Vikings. We will clearly get to Joshua Dobbs and the Minnesota Vikings, but let's get the bad stuff out of the way because right now, what happened this past weekend with Golden Gopher football was not good. But I'm going to give you my explanation because I figured it out with the Golden Gopher program, and I'll explain it to you after weather on the Lake Show. All right, let's talk some Golden Gopher football here on the Lake Show. I want to get this out the way. I wish that the Rouser would put me in a good mood. It doesn't right now. It doesn't put me in a good mood. And I know that there are Gopher fans out there listening. I just got to, this is going to be the most blunt I can be about Gopher football in this particular moment. I feel as though, not just myself, but I think that everybody listening, everybody that's a Gopher fan, Everybody that's rooting every single Saturday. I feel that we are expecting something that will never come. That's where I'm at with Gopher football. We are all expecting something that will never come. And when I say that, what I mean is, as much as I think that P.J. Fleck is a solid coach, And I'm not ready to crown him. And I know that he's not Nick Saban. And I know that he's not 
the greats, one of the greats out there. He's a solid coach. P.J. Fleck probably isn't the guy to get us to Pasadena or Big Ten Championship. I'm getting that off my chest right now. And I, and I think the biggest reason why I look at it and understand that is that you just cannot be a coach that loses to Illinois in Northwestern and programs like that and expect me to think that we have a chance to be great that we have a chance to be special, that we have a chance to. I've done the dreaming about gopher football. It's not happening, man. And this, I think the number one reason why I've come to that conclusion is because I think we had our moment. And our moment was a few years ago when we had the killer whiteouts when we had Antoine Win- Winfield Jr., because we had we had, we had uh, Tyler, Tyler and, Johnson, and, yeah, and, and, and Rashad Bateman, and, and then we had some good running backs, but we had Winfield Jr. We had some studs, right? You know what the difference was then and now between that uh, uh, top-tier bowl game that we went to and getting a victory over Auburn versus now. You know what the difference is? Those players weren't recruited by P.J. Fleck. Those players were here. So my question would be, and any Gopher fan can weigh in at 651-461-9226. Do you think that P.J. can get this program to another level? With players that he recruits? Or is that the best that we're going to do? And look, I ain't mad at PJ. That was a spectacular year. I won't forget it. I was so proud to go for football that year, man. We were doing big things. But I think that everybody in, now I'm going to sound like Jerry Kill, go for nation. (laughs) I think that everybody was expecting that to be one of the building Blocks one of the seasons that sets the foundation for Gopher football. The foundation is not set. It's not. So I, I, I I'm kind of. I don't want to say that I'm over it. I support the Gophers. I'll go to games, but I'm not expecting it, man. I'm not expecting Pasadena. I'm not expecting a Big Ten championship. I'm just not expecting any of that anymore. Well, the, the, as you mentioned, they had it. Excuse me. Back in 2019, when you go to the Outback Bowl. And, I mean, at that point, and this is the thing, like when I'm looking at a program, yeah, you want to be a team that year in and year out, you want to be in the same breadth as Wisconsin. You want to be in the same breadth as Michigan, as Penn State, as Ohio State. Having one good year, having one good year in 2019, and then, I mean, the three, you know, the year after pandemic, whatever. But then you go nine and four in 2021, nine and four last year. And I mean, the guaranteed rate bowl, the pinstripe bowl, like you see so many of these missed opportunities. Mm-hmm. High level programs do not lose these money games early in the year. You just don't. You don't lose to a Northwestern team in disarray. You don't lose to Illinois. 
Like, yes, you got Floyd Rosedale back from Iowa, but you needed a lucky, a lucky, fortuitous call on that fair catch. That did not look like a fair catch. That's why you got Floyd back. And, and even though I'm not a, I'm not a gopher fan in terms of like, you know, being dyed in the wool Marina gold. Growing up in Minnesota, they were the team. Like, they were the number one college team here. And you can make the case, you know, they, they still are. But, but yeah, it's the, only, it's the only major D1 college football program. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I, I feel like, is this as good as it's going to get with P.J. Fleck? It could be. Look, the reality is, if you don't win this weekend against Purdue, mm-hmm. you're not going bowling. But are you really excited for a seven and six bowl or a seven and six schedule? You, know, you can, you can always and, no, no, I'm, no, not necessarily. But you can always trot out. We made it to a bowl and we were bowl eligible, as opposed to we weren't. But I mean, no, there's get, no but there. Yeah, there, well, there there is not, because not, not a not. You, you think there's a but between? You think that there? You think that there's um, not a drastic difference between going to a bowl and not bowling at all? There are so many bowls at this point, though, that I feel like it's diluted. Yes, you Kids can say. Go. Huh? Kids want to go. What? Kids want to go. They want to travel. They want to get the free gift bag. They want to go to a bowl. <laughs> I, I, underst- I understand that. I understand that. But from the perception to say that you're in the Cheez-Its Bowl, it, is that going to really hold some cachet? Like, I mean, if you're a middling team. That's- not, 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 to, not to top 100 recruits. But to people that, but to kids that have that have put their blood, sweat, and tears on line during the course of a season, yeah, I think that matters. Regardless of bowl, nobody here in the with the Gopher program is skipping out on the Cheez It Bowl to go for the uh, NFL uh, combine. Yeah, I, I just I, I see these though, and this has been my problem with bowls. I understand that it's all about money. It's it's all about the the corporate sponsorship. That's where things are nowadays. I totally understand that. But to me, the whole idea of the college bowl system is completely watered down because when you've got college bowl games that are starting in mid-December, it's hard for me to get really excited about, you know, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. And I know that's the American versus Conference USA. But it's like... You're not playing for that. You're playing for the Fiesta. You're playing for the Rose. You're playing for. Yeah, I'm going to date myself by saying the Peach Bowl. I almost. Said I want to go to the Granddaddy of them all. Well, I, I mean, if you want to <laughs> buy a ticket and go, yeah, you can. You know, go watch Michigan and Penn State or whoever. But it, you had the chance in 2019 to really build off of it, and the pandemic sucked. But I feel like you should be further along than nine and four. I mean, you had the ability to get into shoot You put 31 up on Auburn, an SEC school in the Outback Bowl. But right now, PJ has his guys that he's recruited, yeah, and, and it's not going problem. anywhere. Back when he was in that, that bowl game, uh, the Outback Bowl, mm-hmm. defeating Auburn, he had guys that were already in the program, guys yeah. that were studs. That was life being much easier. It's different now, man. Yeah, is is this is this who PJ Fleck is? Like, with you know, is he this conservative coach that has a tendency to you know play it very safe? 
because I, I did, I heard, you know, Dave Schwartz before talking with Jason DeRussia about Calic Macus and just not allowing hey, him to when 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 Dave when Athan has lost Dave Schwartz, yeah, you know the Gophers have problems. I, I I mean that's his guy. You eventually like he compared him to who did he compare him to earlier this year? I don't I don't remember. That was one of the comments that stuck out though. I didn't know he was such a, a big uh, Calif Macus guy. Oh, what? I, I no, I I mean I knew he was a fan, but I didn't know that that was, you know, going to plant the flag. Oh man. It's it's a shame that you you got to let these guys go, right? You got to take the hand take the take the chains off. So <laughs> and somebody, I'd love to be in a bowl of cheese. How about the Duke's Mayo Bowl? This Where is, you win a bowl game and they like dump mayo over you? No. And listen, we'll revisit my. Uh, I had, I had a tweet yesterday that was making the rounds. That people were kind of getting on me about it, or whatever. It was with regards to Joshua Dobbs, which is fine, and I'll totally address it. But this was from August thirty first. Ethan Calic McManus has a little Pat Mahomes to his game. You mean then? He's, what is he? <laughs> well, he's not wearing number fifteen, so that's all I got. That's all I got. Oh, man. I don't even know where to go with that nonsense. Like, I seriously don't even know where to go with that. (laughs) I knew you were going to You're about to cry. You're about to cry. I don't. Schwartz, he had me with that one. Yeah, that's. That's pretty good. <laughs> I got nothing, bro. I got nothing out of that. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, thank you for the text line, too, for the 952. The Gopher Nation nonsense was Tim Brewster, not Derek. <laughs> oh, my God, Tim Brewster. I, Gopher I, Nation. Oh, man. Oh, dude. Talk about uh, a black hole in Gopher football history. Oh, my God. Gross. All right. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. But it was our gross. I want to uh, celebrate the 2023, just a few of them, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. We get to that next year on The Lake Show. All right. Welcome back to the show. We just recently had inductees into the. 2023 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That ceremony um, this past week. And I know that we hopped out the music quickly, but thank you. Sheryl Crow. I love Sheryl Crow. I I, I, I I can't tell you the last time that I actively listened to Sheryl Crow. But this is like my favorite show host song. All I want to do is have some fun. I just love this song. And what was the other one that you had that 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 was kind of teed up earlier? I'm just uh, asking. I, I, I want to soak up the sun. Yeah, I want to soak up. The, yep. that, that's a great track. But you said you were not really you weren't really a fan, huh? Yeah, I I don't know. I I mean, Cheryl Crow just never. I never really got the Cheryl Crow vibe. Mm. You know, I, and I, I like the acoustic, you know, just kind of earthy feel that she has, but it just And that's never, the thing I loved about it. Yeah, it, it just, it never, it never clicked with me. I don't know Did why. Did it ever come across as country to you? No, I, I think maybe. It never she, came across as country, but it had a little bit of a country feel to me. Yeah. So, I, so like, so like when, when, when I think of earthy, 
Mm-hmm. I think of Sheryl Crow, but with a little bit of a, uh, of a of a twang to it. Whereas Earthy also, I think of Alanis Morissette. Yeah, but, it, but 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 it's not. It doesn't have that twang. Yeah, I I feel like maybe because Sheryl Crow was kind of she was more in the pop chart. And I was more into like the alternative, you know, like the Alanis Morissette. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, and, you know, Mariah Carey was my girl at that point. I mean, who wasn't into Mariah Carey? Oh uh, yeah, I just, I just felt like you know, maybe my attention was focused elsewhere, okay. and it just never, it never hit. I mean, I, I don't actively, you know, when Cheryl Crow's on, it's not like I turn it off, and then I'm like, yeah, I, I can't. That. But I don't like if you know, I, I don't go out of my way to search for Cheryl Crow. All right, another person that got celebrated was uh, Missy Elliott. I love me some Missy Elliott. She was phenomenal when she broke um, broke out onto the scene, and I just, I think she's amazing. I, I think that the thing that everybody loves about Missy Elliott is how creative Missy Elliott has been. Oh yeah, super creative. Yeah, she's she's super. Like I, I don't even know how to describe her. You know, get your freak on like everybody loves. Well, she's super talented on. because because she was the person that could not only be phenomenal as a, a hip hop like in terms of the rapping of it, mm-hmm. but like she could sing. She she was multi talented. She could do many many things. And, and that yeah, and and that's kind of where I you know if you can do several things and you're you know you're you're in that you're in that for me. Also, uh, got to give some props to Rage Against the Machine. Big time Rage fan. They've always been phenomenal. Little Tom Morello here. Oh, I've always loved Rage. Yes, love me some Rage. Mm-hmm. And real quickly, in the, in the final uh, individuals that will go ahead and, and you know me, my favorite hip hop group of all time, a Tribe Called Quest. Oh. You're talking about a stellar class. Yeah. This is absolutely a stellar class. And that wasn't all the people that went into the class. We just got an opportunity to tee up just a few of the tracks of a few of the artists. Oh, yeah. George oh, Michael. George Michael. And the other I, know, guy. I know that this is Wham, though. Yeah. This is Wham, this but is I Wham. had to have this played. Oh, my goodness. George, Unbelievable. George stuff. Michael and the other guy. <laughs> and the other guy. All right, coming up next, it was a thrilling victory for the Minnesota Vikings. The game of the season to this point, we discuss it next. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 